loved Kasperi Kapanen's finish last night. You loved the little bank pass that Tristan Jari made to start the rush up ice in overtime for the Penguins to beat the Capitals 3-2. You loved all of it, and you're going to forget about the guy in the middle, and I am here to address that preemptively. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. I offer up one of these every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Kapanen's goal, the overtime goal, is what most everyone's going to discuss. And I get that. It was... It's a nice play. It's a goal scorer's play. The way he turned his body and faced the pass and just waited and wanted that puck. And he wanted it so bad. And then when he got it, he didn't place it. He didn't redirect it. He ripped it. He finished it. That's what you do with that play if you're a goal scorer. Good for Kapanen, especially coming off the third period benching the other night in Pittsburgh. Good for him. Good for Tristan Jari on the back end, too. That really was a nice, aggressive play with the stick, part of his continuing improvement, being aggressive in all facets of the game. He didn't just come out to the right of his net to idly whack the puck away from the Capitals, he wanted to start a rush. He turned and he flicked that thing up the right boards to Teddy Bluger. And we are well past the point where we should be ignoring the kind of season that Bluger's having. He might be one of the better, smarter penalty killers in all of hockey right now. He's the main reason the Penguins rank as highly as they do and actually have for a while now. His face-off performance has improved. His defensive performance has never come into question. But how about the offense? How about three goals and eight assists through 17 games, tying him on the team in points with Evgeny Malkin. That's that's something, and I'm here to tell you as a witness, as a first-hand witness, that this offensive blossoming is not an accident. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks, What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, hypoallergenic, warmer than wool. This is the time of year for Warrior Alpaca Socks. When you go to their website, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. One more time, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK just for our podcast listeners. As certain as you are in watching Sidney Crosby's pregame rituals, things that you get to see if you show up at the arena early, back, you know, when 
humans used to be allowed in hockey arenas. And you watch Sid go through the, you know, stick handling across the McDonald's arch and the lacing up of the skates at the blue line at a certain point on the time uh, clock that, that, that runs during warm-ups. Things that the teammates, uh, his teammates were poking fun at him for at the thousandth game tribute. What you don't see is that after every practice, meaning on off days, the actual practices, the full practices, no one's out there longer after the practices than Bluger. And that's been true forever. And it's not a superstition. It's not something that he does to show his teammates or show his coaches that he's working harder. He's actually applying himself to some specific aspect of the game, even a hyper-specific aspect of the game. He might do nothing more than just have somebody throw him flip passes, elevated passes that he has to catch in weird positions, contorting his body, angling around, uh, whacking it out of the air, using his hand, using his skate, whatever it is that he has to do to catch the pass, that accentuates his skill level. Way too often in sports, we talk about skill level as if it's something that you gain just by rolling out of the womb. And it's not accurate. Sidney Crosby didn't become as supremely skilled as he is just because he got the genes of a former Montreal goaltender. He got it because he worked relentlessly on becoming better at all different facets. I'm not comparing Teddy and Sid. Don't worry, this isn't going to fly off the handle. I am saying that what we've seen from Bluger is a continuing maturation of his offensive game. A couple of years ago, when Teddy was still kind of fringe in the organization, I asked... Mike Sullivan, this was one morning in Columbus. Don't ask me how I remember that. It was one morning in Columbus, and I asked Sully what he'd seen in Bluger. And this was, you know, before he was really a, a blip on most people's radar. And the thing that that struck me was that he said, well, he needs he needs to develop some additional lower body strength. And he has he has his work cut out for him. He, he's, 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 he's got some skills. Uh, one thing that I remember Sullivan singling out for me was that he's really good with the puck in tight quarters, that he'll make a really good decision and a good execution in situations or crowds where you don't normally see a minor league or a fringe guy doing stuff like that. So that was the kind of stuff that I started watching for when I was paying attention to Bluger, little things like that. And I mean, sure enough, it was true, but so was the rest. And Bluger just worked and worked and worked. And speed was then supposed to be his issue, not just the leg strength, but just because you can have strong legs and not be fast. He also needed to lengthen his stride. He needed to have a, a better, quicker first step. That's all part of speed in hockey and 
He improved all of that. Do you look at Teddy Bluger and think to yourself, now there's someone who could improve his speed? No, you don't. You, you don't look at him the way you do Brandon Tanev either when it comes to speed. But you recognize that it's, it's, it's there. It's there. He can move. He gets where he needs to go. It's not an issue. If anything, it's become, I think, something of a plus for him. I don't consider uh, Teddy Bluger as being someone who would have, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get nuts here like I s- promised and start talking about top six or whatever. But this is someone who can be a really big part of a contending push if the Penguins become that, depending on, you know, how much they're able to bolster this roster, and it'll need some bolstering, meaning from Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, as the season goes along. But I look at Bluger, and I think back to the Penguins' first five cups, and I think of really important third-line centers going all the way back to Brian Trottier, Hall of Famer, who was happy to be doing third-line work in Pittsburgh because he knew it would get him another cup if he was good at it, and he was great at it. And I think all the way up to uh, you know Jordan Stahl in 09, Nick Benino with the HBK line, you've always had that third-line center who's been somebody who's just a cut above on those teams that have really succeeded in the postseason. The Penguins are really lucky to have this kid. That, that's what I'm mostly here to say today. They're lucky to have this kid. When we come back, just one question. Back time for just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in Western Pennsylvania. They're here for you when you need them. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. Today's just one question comes from, I'm just going to spell it because I would have no idea how to pronounce this, F-A-S-I-C-A-D. And I apologize in advance. I probably should have shot you an email or something asking how to pronounce it. Question is, who is the glue guy on this roster? It's hard to get a feel for the personalities of the newer guys, but none of Kapanen, Sevior, Jankowski, and Cece seem like the wise-cracking, button-pushing, tough-love-when-they-talk-everyone-rallies kind of guy. I love the descriptors here. No Garen, Dupuis, Kunitz, Hornquist, Cullen, etc. Could it be that all this team needs to find another gear is a good glue guy? Uh, glue guy is a tough one to nail down personality-wise. In a normal year, let alone a pandemic year when I'm not in the locker room and we're dealing with them on Zoom calls and it's just 
not the same thing. I'm in Florida right now doing this show covering the first week of the Pirates spring training, and I can tell you that just being at field level when the players walk by uh, is the first anything remotely resembling uh, real-life experience or <laughs> with the way things used to be that I've had with professional athletes in more than a year. It doesn't mean we're interviewing them. It doesn't mean we're getting close enough to them to, uh, you know, to, to break any protocols or anything, but they're at least there. You know, it doesn't feel like they're a million miles away. The Penguins do. For me, they do. So do the Steelers. So I'm not going to have the, the answer I'd usually have for you on a subject like this, but I will generally agree that that player might not be there, that might not be in the fold. You do have some guys that are a little more talkative, a little more outgoing. Uh, Jason Zucker is one of those, and you saw he obviously had a pretty nasty injury last night. We'll see how that thing turns out. That would be a loss for the Penguins on in more ways than one. He's been playing better hockey lately. Uh, Mike Matheson, at least from the calls that we've had with him, seems like a a pretty cool guy. Uh, really uh, intelligent, outgoing, funny. But again, you don't really think you know of of him in that regard. It's not anything that we ever heard about him with Florida. Uh, I mentioned in the first segment. Teddy Bluger's remarkable work ethic and everything else, but that's I know what you're going for when you say glue guy, and that's not Teddy either. Teddy doesn't say much um, in any setting. Brandon Tanev has all the energy, and he's flying around, but he's not necessarily that either. He's not the button pusher. He just expects that of himself and flies around and does all that stuff. Marcus Pedersen has impressed me from day one with his maturity and his communication with other teammates, but I, again, don't see Bill Guerin and the other. I don't think this player is here. I'm with you on this. I don't think this player is here. And I do think that when you're talking about Hextall and Burke, and in particular Burke and his reputation for, you know, all his teams have to be nails tough and everything else, you're probably looking at, a couple of guys that are eminently qualified to address this. When I think of shortcomings that the Penguins have right now, uh, the fourth line jumps out. I mentioned on yesterday's show I haven't been thrilled with with Sam Lafferty. Uh, I've been deeply disappointed with Mark Jankowski after the first couple of games in Philadelphia. He's just fallen off a cliff. And until you get Jared McCann back, you're not. it's just not a good fourth line. And I think, especially with things going well now for the Penguins, better than they had at any point in the first quarter of the season, it would be easier and more convenient for management to look at the fourth line and say, here's where we can address these things, including potentially your glue guy. Really good question. I apologize again for the name. Uh, you know, you just next time just shoot me an email or something that just puts your name in like phonetics or something for me. <laughs> Thanks for sending it in. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow.
At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.